<laughs> Welcome back and happy new year once again from the Afterthoughts podcast. If you missed the new year special, go back and watch oh, it. Man. It'll get you so fired up for 2024. Maybe you're feeling a little down. The year got off to a start. Maybe it's been tough. Watch the well, new year special. You're not feeling down if you watch that. Yeah. Critics called it the best 15 minutes of 2023. That's, is that right? That's what it, yeah. Yeah, on Rotten crazy. Tomatoes it got <laughs> yeah, dude, 99. the best rating. <laughs> All tomatoes. You know how you know how Rotten Tomatoes does their ratings? Non, no tomatoes or 100 rotten. tomatoes, whichever one's the yeah, good yeah. one. All the yeah. tomatoes. We yeah. also, the sparklers, kind of a cliffhanger. People were wondering, mm. did the building burn down? What happened? Still here. We're here. 2024 and we're still here. Interesting thing you learn about sparklers, because I took <laughs> the rest home and Zeke and I let them in my backyard, yeah. is because they burn this way. Yeah. You need to drop them the other way into the bucket. But we were trying to put them uh, down, but that's already yep. burned. So I just majored just, in sparklers too in college, uh, and I still forgot. For that. the Fourth of July, how could we have ever figured that out this, before? So. Save this for the Fourth of July because <laughs> yeah. this is useful, important information. Uh, Twenty twenty-four. How's everybody feeling? Let's go. Afterthoughts Good. is back. We we're have back. a new year upon us. Fantastic. Episode twenty-one. Yeah. Mm. Pretty big deal. Yeah, it is, man. Episode yeah. twenty-one. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Prime. Coach Prime. And they say if your podcast makes it to episode 21, 21 and remains viral, it will forever be viral. Forever viral. So that's exciting. Yeah, Always YouTube texted viral. me this morning and said, congrats on forever viral. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> to quote Michael Scott, it will forever live in infamy on YouTube. <laughs> and it does. Yep. Did you guys all have a good little break? We had a little afterthoughts break. Everyone feel refreshed. I was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> no afterthoughts, but oh, besides yeah. that, I had a good Who'd break. you ask all your questions to? Uh, your head probably exploded. Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of questions for Kayla. Oh, here mm. we go. Cliffhanger oh, that we left in the Christmas segment. episode, Ryan teed up. Did Logan get his Legos? Did you get oh, Logan? he did. Yes, he, he did. did. And he good. finished it. And he there did? is many, yeah, there's many Can we many get a mornings. picture on here of the Legos? Yeah, I'll okay. Get a, Dude, give Jacob people a picture. Have people want to know all week. He was an electrician within the Lego set. Yeah. And there's many times I'd wake up and he would already be working on the Legos. And awesome. I was like, it's 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Let's go, Logan. <laughs> I love that. So That's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we're happy job, to hear Logan. that. Yep. Yep. Some other big things have happened. Michigan won the national championship. That's right. This is a big thing. Congratulations to any Wolverines out there. Andrew Barnes and Cody Cleaves, namely. Shout out to Cody. Uh, Clark Weckerman, huge Clark Wolverine Weckerman. fan. Let's go, Clark. Yeah, that's a big deal. We grew up cheering for, for Michigan. We did. So. Mm-hmm. Well, congrats to both you guys then. Well, thank you. I didn't realize that yeah. you were such big Michigan You fans. should have realized it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. let's move on. That, You've known us for 15 years. We won't. Uh, you're not going to realize that? Now, now I do. more than that. You knew that years. we were Doug and Ryan, son of Clark. You guys are, you are Clark fan sons. And we once Michigan lived in a house Wolverines. on Clarkson Street. You yes, we did. Clarkson, son of Clark. Yeah, and, and you used to live near Dad Clark Road in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Oh, look at God. Um, <laughs> we won't dwell on this, but the Longhorns almost made it. That was a good game. That was a great season, a great game. Yeah. Great season, great future for the Longhorns. That's right. Buffs will be in the college football playoff next year, so yep. we look forward to that. Yep. NFL playoffs are upon us. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Any oh, predictions? Yeah. Anyone have a uh, who's going to win it all? I'm going 49ers, kind of an easy choice, but I said Eagles at the the start of the season, but they man, have capsized. It is. It hasn't looked great. They but look terrible. I think I would love the 49ers to win. They just might. They're a fun yeah, team. in honor of Chad and Scott Brugman. Yes, I'm going to choose the 49ers as well. Yes. And right. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, of course, yes. because yes. He's and, a, he's and a Rudy Christian. and Rudy and Steve and Young Rudy and Jerry yeah. Rice. Yeah, went to they flew to San Francisco that's for a right. 49ers game. So uh, 49ers, that's who. who and we're, Steve we're Young. Picking. Yes, Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. I should know Lefty. this, but who's in the playoffs? I really 14 should 14 teams. Yeah, it's wow. a lot. So, oh, wow. 
Okay. There's Never a lot mind. going on. Maybe here. next yeah. week we'll do that after wildcard weekend is over. We'll talk we'll about some, who's left. We'll do some picks. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. too much to talk yeah. about today. But too much. One last sports thing. In my opinion, the coolest thing that happened was the Nuggets beat the Warriors on Christmas Day, That's and right. that was great. And then Steve Kerr just had to chirp. Just complain about Jokic, the guy that nobody should complain about. No, he's so then the, the Nuggets ever. just played the Warriors again, and we're down 18. We were down 18. And there was a timeout with like five or six minutes in the fourth quarter where Jokic kind of pressed them and made Steve Kerr mad, and Steve Kerr was yelling over at him. And we lit a fire. Nuggets came back. If we, we were, get this clip up we to were, play, if not, go watch it. Watching it together and just gave up. We, after the third quarter, we were like, I'm gonna, I got to go home. It's late. And then I was in my bathroom with three minutes left, like we're only down seven, just standing there watching on my phone. And with three seconds left, they inbound the ball to Jokic and the man hits a 40 foot bank for the win. I jumped up and down in my bathroom. I thought I I might wake my family up. That was such a cool And the fact that it was him who hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Same night, Nathan McKinnon hit an overtime game winner for the Avalanche. So it's been a big night. It's good times for the Avs and Nuggets. We like sports. We don't care. Who knows? That's right. A lot of people watch this to get their sports updates. <laughs> of course. You know? Yeah. This is, those this are the big things. I um, thought this was Sports Center. That's better. Basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm going to dunk it. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that becomes the jingle for the show. We still need one. John Tesh. Yeah. <laughs> what a great. Oh, is that an man. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, we just Ted Lasso, it. soccer, sports, full circle. Boom. Speaking Thanks of, for joining us. We're right we'll back. Next All right, guys. We'll <laughs> we need a jingle for the show still. Got to get Corey back on the phone. Yeah. We'll try to call him next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also, also, we're not using that. <laughs> well, it's in consideration. Are we, are we might, not? It was copyright issues. Okay, okay That's yes, the only of reason course. why not. Yeah, That's yeah. The I, can, I can text John only Tash. Reason. Yeah. You have his number? Yeah. That was our, text the him. first concert we ever went to. <laughs> it was. I think we were like six years old. Mm-hmm. I was six. We used to have the John Tash. <laughs> he was older. John cool. Tash <laughs> live at Red cares. Rocks in 1995. <laughs> oh, dude. When he we, took out a second mortgage on his house with his wife in order to rent Red Rocks Red Amphitheater, Rocks. took the greatest risk of his life, and it poured rain that night, and it turned into the most epic, one of the most epic. Wow, dude. And it's like a symphony, it's instrumental sort of concert. And it was one of the most epic nights wow. in that amphitheater ever that changed his entire and life. And that's where you got the idea for the story you'll tell series. Because yeah. look at the story that John Tash has. John Tash. Yeah, he's doing a week four, I think. <laughs> hey, we're kicking off a new series called John Story Tash You'll Tell. Here. So obviously, John, John 1995, John, John Tash, second mortgage. Coming up on 30 years. <laughs> we actually have John here today. We're going to do a sit-down interview yeah. with him. Let's see if we can get John Tesh on the podcast. I would love that. Come I on, would John. Imagine, I would have a lot of questions I would, for him. I would be him. curious oh, to know yeah. what percentage of our audience knows who John Tesh is. Do you know who John Tesh is, Jacob? All right. Yeah. Well, I still listen well, to that. But it's 29 years oh, old. It's so good. When I'm sermon writing, yeah. I go right to it. Just go straight to John Tesh. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. You know that. Me- <laughs> I don't know. You know the melody of that? That's like the basketball. It's from basketball. John Tesh wrote that. Yeah. Skit. Maybe yeah. we link it in the. the <laughs> for some reason. There you go. It's good. But this year we're taking this podcast more seriously. It's his like hypothetical <laughs> brother. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, I think mm. we've done enough with John Tesh here. <laughs> we can All move right. on. Questions <laughs> with so, Kayla. So, re- so repentance. <laughs> Go ahead, E. We need a, <laughs> yeah. we'll get there, but okay. we need a jingle 
<laughs> we need a jingle or a little icon or something for questions with Kayla. Yeah. Just something to think about. Something okay. That, yeah. Because it's become iconic. You said you have people at, like coming to you with questions. Well, yeah. Yeah, I do. How's that it's, been? It's pretty crazy in the lobby, you know, just paparazzi everywhere. Wow. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. That's no. why you wear your ball cap with a hood and <laughs> yeah. sunglasses yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Pray for Kayla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for us as I we do. are embarking on yes. 2024? Yeah, questions? I got some would new you year, rather. New year, new questions. Got Sorry. some would you rather. Oh. Same us. <laughs> yes. Would you on. rather. Yeah, would you rather. Okay, explain so the rules. So this is kind of like <laughs> with the New Year's resolutions, health, I guess you could say. Um, would you rather be able to eat anything you want and have it be perfectly nutritious? He's laughing. I got him. I got him. <laughs> He's laughing because you said, you said would, you would, would you rather. Okay, explain the rules. Because oh, it's, oh, it's, oh. it's three words <laughs> the rules are in that the title. perfectly explain the rules. <laughs> oh, okay. so it's just very funny. There you go. Keep going, Kayla. Okay, got, uh, have it be perfectly nutritious. Um, or only you can sleep one hour a day and be fully rested. Wow. Okay. Wait, wait, say that say again. again. So I wasn't listening. Would you ra- <laughs> <laughs> and then explain the rules yeah. and then we'll do it. So would you rather be <laughs> able to eat anything you want? Yes. So candy, sweets, whatever, and have it be perfectly nutritious. Oh, wow. Or you can get one hour of sleep and be fully rested. Eat whatever I want. And have it be perfectly nutritious. And here's why. <laughs> this is a phenomenal question. However, I've realized that I truly enjoy sleeping. And mm-hmm. so I know it would help with productivity, but I think that sleeping is a great thing and I, I wish to enjoy it. And I really like to eat. <laughs> Here you go. Okay. And because of that, I choose the first. <laughs> That's a really good question. That is a good Thank question. You so much. I was about to say the sleeping thing. Because honestly, when I go to bed at night, I'm like, I can't wait to wake up. Wow. Carpe diem. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait for the birds to chirp in the early morn. <laughs> I dread the sound of the crickets. The dew, the dew on the grass. Dude, breathing Hot morning cup to of coffee. <laughs> in the early morn. Yeah. M-O-R-N. Yep. The early yep. morn. Yeah. No you. Because um, you're not British. No, but I'm going to say the food thing. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Because I love food as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say... Sleep, because it is more possible to live a life with food where you can eat just all nutritious things mm-hmm. mostly. Ah. But sleep, you can't you yeah. can't just make that happen. And if I only had to sleep one hour a night, and you got a baby, I well, and that would help with kids because <laughs> that's true. What would you do with seven extra hours a day? That's a good oh question. man, Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Ken Griffey Jr. Fill, fill all your baseball yeah. '93. Ever heard of it? Done? Fill it with good habits. You ever won a yes. World Series? Ryan and I, we played 162 <laughs> games. This was and the playoffs. It was 2018. We were trying to plant the church. This was your question, right? Yeah. Life was chaotic. We just needed something. We needed an outlet that was familiar. We needed something we were what good at. What team were you? We were the Mariners for that season. Because yeah. Griffey right. was the only actual baseball player. The, so yeah. And yeah. Then, but we changed all the guys' names to us oh, you did. Okay. and some of our friends. Except Griffey. <laughs> no, but yeah, the Mariners team yeah. in that game is just significantly better than yeah. all the other teams. Yeah. And we played an entire season. 162 games. Won the World <laughs> Series. We have a picture. I'll give it to Jacob to see <laughs> And uh, oh yeah, please get us that. And uh, Steph, we made Steph come out and take a picture of us in front of the TV when we won the World Series. Um, suicide squeeze turns out was kind of the tactic in oh, that game. Man. A lot of bunts. Anyway, of bunts. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Okay, so 
I've been going through The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, wow. Let's go. I'm now on to... Sorry, I thought you said like the movie The Ring for a second. Oh, like, no. I've been I don't little think... by little kind of dissecting <laughs> it. Doug's been doing <laughs> such a bad job listening <laughs> to Kayla yeah. this episode. <laughs> Doug's hearing has gotten Kayla, worse since last year. Kayla, speak up, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, would you rather be oh, in the wizarding, year, new ears. wizarding, wizarding ears world of Harry Potter mm. or oh. be in Middle Earth? Oh, the, the wizarding rings. world of Harry Potter. Yeah. It's a great question, but are there orcs? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you're really powerful and you're really good at what you do. So and either one. So you're either Gandalf or Dumbledore. You kind of look like both those guys, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> do I? Yeah. Hey, when Jacob recently made us look like the trolls from Lord of the Rings, yeah. that was so good. That was, that so was good. really that was good. Great. That was really uh-huh. Gandalf Jacob. or Dumbledore. Well, Harry, would, I'd rather be Harry Potter if I can be any... Like if I want to be on a caliber level of You want to be Frodo? No. No, no, He's like no, the no, worst no. character in the whole thing. <laughs> He's better in the books, yeah, but he just looks like... Him. Do you think Harry Potter <laughs> had like... Like got felt a lack of purpose post Voldemort? Because his life was so... Yeah, he really peaked. It, his life, everything, he was the hinge for <laughs> everything. At 17. Yeah, at 17 same, years old. Same, That's a big dopamine hit, even though it like is terrifying. Oh, yeah. you know? The same rhythm every over, year Over two. seven years. The school so, year starts, yeah. and it's, things start to ramp up and ramp up and ramp up, and then in finals week is always. Oh, yeah. always. Yeah. Dude, oh I wonder if something's going to happen at the beginning of June. Well, it's, it's every June. Year, this is going to get crazy. Every year right around then, he's just... Freaking out. <laughs> you ever wondered too, like what Voldemort's plan was? It's like the question is, I'm like a dog chasing its tail. I don't know yeah. what I'd do. Or a yeah. dog chasing its ca- a car. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I'd do with it if I caught it. Right. Voldemort, yeah, what is your plan once you're to, like in charge? Dude. Just ruin everyone's life. He lives. just loves power so much. Yeah. And he's so obsessed with high school. <laughs> and yeah. comes back, he's like, everybody's a Slytherin. I'm like, you, you are living in the glory days, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing about... I don't know. <laughs> Aren't you like so in your sixties or fifties now? Such a great point. And you're talking about when so, you were the, the school you went to which, when you were sixteen. You were, yeah, <laughs> you still have your Letterman jacket. <laughs> Everybody's gonna have. Oh this. yeah, dude. Oh, walking yeah. around as an adult Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> no guy, more Gryffindor. No Huffle. more Ravenclaw. Yeah, just, talking about how he. That was literally. He's, I remember reading that, and I, I said, Sam, I was like. Isn't he like in his 50s? Because he said, my, the very first thing I'm going to do, there'll be no more houses. Everybody's slithering. That's your cool. first thing in the world you're doing when you're in charge. You know, that's such a good power. point, dude. Do we know if he played Quidditch? You, he, you imagine he's talking about, like, I should have won. Was he an athlete? If coach yeah, had just like put me in. He's chasing that, yeah. that championship still. Well, still he's better. He would have. He would have been the starting seeker, but his coach hated him. Yeah. yeah. So that, and yeah, that's actually why, coach, that's that's why he, uh, he's been bitter ever since. So, so I guess everyone's going with Harry Potter. I would yeah. love uh, like a oh, Tom. No, no, no. Think about the Shire, though. You could live in the Shire. That's where I want to retire. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you sure. were. Yeah. Penning yeah. your, your books in your little house. I absolutely believe you. <laughs> Do you have any rings, Ryan, that just laying around? <sighs> just one. Okay. A pastor's tale there and back. Jacob, what's your answer? You're the Lord of the Rings buff. Harry Potter. You would not wow. want to live in Middle Earth. No, it's fun to watch Middle Earth. But, but you wouldn't want to live there. Yeah. No. Tougher conditions. Tougher very conditions. Oh, very yeah. Time orcs running around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, life was tough back then. Those are the craziest I documentaries mean, I've ever elf? seen. <laughs> the elves, like, I feel like had like a perfect That's true. life. Yeah, I'd live with them. Okay. That's what I'd choose. I'd go live with the elves in those okay. cool nice, man. cities yeah. and waterfalls and stuff. <laughs> That'd be dope. But no orcs. No orcs. Okay. Any more questions? Yeah, I have two more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, hurry up. Hurry up with okay. these, Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather... Speak like Yoda or sound like Darth Vader? 
Sound like sound like Darth Vader. Yeah. Sound like Darth I want, Vader. I want that voice so Dude, bad. Yeah. Imagine preaching a sermon as Darth. The breathing would be tough with a cheek mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Production team would just hate us. Like, oh, this, this is, is tough. tough to listen to, but I feel like whatever he says, I gotta do. Yeah, when, a very commanding. When this guy reads preacher. scripture, it's incredible. In, yeah, I can or, try to do an impression. Switch it up, Yoda or Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yoda. No, but I still do <laughs> love the, the fan theories about. Jar Jar Binks being the Sith behind it all. That's yeah. funny. Oh, that is yeah. very That's funny. True. Very creative. <laughs> but unfortunately, mm. I didn't get either of those. I just look like Palpatine. Mm. <laughs> That's what I got out of the Yeah, game. exactly like and Palpatine. And apparently Gandalf and Dumbledore. <laughs> get James back down here. I need somebody else that gets bad comps for who you look like. <laughs> all right, last one. So this is a kind of transition into your sermon. But in light of your title... What is your worst sin <laughs> you've ever committed? Yes. In, li- um, in light of your title... Dirty laundry. I yep. personally think laundry is the worst thing ever. I hate it. It's my least favorite chore. Mm. What's y'all's least favorite chore to do? It's mm. a great question. <laughs> laundry. <clears throat> worst chore. I think the whole concept of dishes, having to unload the dishwasher really? and then load the dishwasher, then <laughs> hand wash some things, not my favorite. <laughs> mm vacuuming or mowing like i don't actually mind those at all because it's kind of just zone out but yep yeah the dishes dishes yeah i think just cl- keeping our house clean yeah me and sam <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> you gotta pick all well of okay i pick all um, of them cleaning for me <laughs> tidying i guess putting things away <laughs> Is it okay? Putting things away. <laughs> that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping our house clean. Oh, no, no, this that's, is the year. This smart. is the year of specificity. Putting. Vegas, Vegas is nowhere. How about this? Putting toys away. There you go. Putting toys go. away. Putting yeah. toys away. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Do you do, you do that? We you put them toys. all away and then <laughs> get all your toys. Dude, they, when they his kids come over, out. they're always like, "Where are your toys?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember Zeke was at your house and he was so confused. Like, are there cars or dinosaurs somewhere that I'm not seeing? No, no. Just what books, do you do for fun? Just books. I can give you this There's book. A do you have a dinosaur room? <laughs> He's been hiding away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's yours? I actually despise when I have to stop to to get gas. Oh, fill up my car. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, it just drives me nuts, and it's always at the most like inconvenient time. You know what you should do? Yeah. Go into the gas station, get yourself a little treat. It makes filling up gas <laughs> a butter filling up your car with gas a lot of fun. Twenty twenty four. Here I come. Hands. I like the smell of gasoline. Mm-hmm. Makes I me feel too. a little like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. smells like gas. I wonder oh, what he yeah. does. Oh, he's a pastor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, well, every year on the Afterthoughts podcast, <laughs> we always start the year off with gifts, and I got you guys something. What? Got you a gift. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, belated Christmas I'm gift. guessing a joke gift. Oh, it has to be. No. I'm very what I ever? Uh, I got everybody no a gift. No way. So just a podcast gift. Oh, Kayla, thank you. I guess one for me, too. I'll open mine first. Did you no, get these you guys did go Kayla get these? I got them. Go Kayla, first. Open at the same time. Same time. Okay, one, okay, two, okay. three. <laughs> All right. I got oh you guys hoodies. Wait, where did you get this? Yes. So, Doug, I got you pain because you had chronic pain for like 12 years, man. Dude, yeah, dude, this means a lot to yeah, me, man. No, Thank no, you. And Ryan, patterns, patterns, because you like to wear flannels. Yeah, of course, <laughs> so, man. There you go. Wow. So, you guys, e. feel free to put them on now if you want this and wear them so for the rest great, of the episode. Man. All right, man. Okay, Thank you, though. You. Yep. Yeah, those are for you guys. E, you shouldn't have. And Kayla, I guess, got Wait, me so a I guess little I, something. Yeah. I guess you got yeah, me like, gain also then, huh? Yeah. I got you what? I guess you got me gain also. No, you don't need it. You don't have to wear that anymore. Uh-huh. Go buy a new one. 
Oh, thanks, Kayla. Some yeah. new Red Rocks, <laughs> Austin socks. <laughs> a new Red Rocks, Austin shirt. Oh, oh man. Wow. You can get these at the Merch Mart. Yes. Next week. Uh, merch. So nice. Merch for the new merch. Yes. The five-year merch, that hoodie also. Everyone wants Did that Did you hoodie. get me those two? Coming up this week, too. Uh, no, we got you the hoodies. Got, Do you not okay, like the them? Hoodie. Okay. We don't you guys, like these it. Are, there's only one. These are one of one. Yeah. Wow. I do need to give a shout out. Okay. We were talking on Friday about the laundry concept for this sermon. And yes. Kind of came up with this illustration idea then. This is Friday's church is on Saturday. I texted Haley Merlot, hmm? one of the heroes uh, that we have in this church yep. and in my family, helped, has helped raise my son with <laughs> me and Steph. And she said, we can make these hoodies. And her and AJ Norman, another hero of this church, yes. they printed them, they poured wine and stuff on them to stain them up a little bit. They got dirt all over them. They made these. They the look awesome. Before, they look so just, cool. Yeah. Boom. So yes. thank you, Haley. Thank you, AJ. And Thanks, guys. congratulations to you guys for your gifts. Oh, wow. no, yeah. yeah. Now I, mean, I have it. <laughs> yeah. To always be able to put it on and remember who you were. As soon as I saw Where you, you uh, hold this up on stage in the message, I was like, I would give anything. I, I was like, I got to get the patterns. I want. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord, give me pain. <laughs> No, 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 the well, hoodie, the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta clarify your prayers. God's hearing is about like yours. <laughs> oh, he wants, okay. Yep, okay. Really. Well, thank you guys. Today. Great sermon. Happy Eve. New Year. Great sermon. <clears throat> thank you. Laundry day. Um, wanted to talk about some of that, repentance, all that kind of stuff. I was thinking about in college, we had a buddy, Ryan. Yeah. Not this Ryan, another yep. Ryan. I was there. Two doors up, great guy. Great mm -hmm. guy. Very fun. Always said, let's make a memory. And... This was right when we were kind of newer in our faith, yeah. figuring stuff out. And at this point, repentance to me was very much like apologizing. And even the way yeah. I prayed, I felt like it was like, I'm not going to specifically say to God what I'm like <laughs> apologizing for. It's like, totally. I'm sorry that I have been kind of making bad choices because you don't want to, as if... God's like, what do you, what, what choices? Which, which oh choices? God, I'm sorry for my unspokens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 just, but it almost felt like... I was there. Every, every person... <laughs> Every guy in every small group who has said, I got a few unspoken. It's like, okay, yeah, I know yeah, what it no, is. We, no, know we, know. What, we know what you've been up to. <laughs> okay. I've got to guess. <laughs> you can just say it. <laughs> but but what are we how, just going to say this? It's probably going to be more helpful for you just to say it, but okay. Exactly. It's the worst. Exactly right. Unspoken yeah. is the lamest uh -huh. word. At. There shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing. But that's kind of how I thought of the whole thing. Okay. Like, or maybe like, I don't want to say everything to God. Like, I don't want to put all my cards on the table because what will he think of me? I don't know. That was the mindset. Totally. So we were, it was a weekend. Yeah, because was, he's not going to know until you tell him. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's sovereign, but he doesn't know until uh -huh. I say specifically what mm. it was. Um, Ryan, our buddy and I were in uh, the back of a truck holding up a keg to take to a party. And as we were driving, I knew that he was Catholic and we drove by his Catholic church. And I was like, that's where you go to church, right? He's like, yeah. And I had been going to church, you know, trying to figure faith and stuff out. So we started talking about his faith. And I asked him, I was like, isn't it kind of weird or like pointless, the whole confession thing that mm. you guys have to do? Mm. Like, well, that sounded awful to me. Like I said, because I didn't want to say anything going on in my life. It's like, I feel like that's so dumb. Why do you have to do that? And he had such a, like a mature response. He's like, I know what you mean. And he was like, I don't feel like I have to do that, but I feel like I need to do that. Mm -hmm. He said, if I don't go, mm -hmm. then this stuff will never come out. Mm -hmm. I won't say it. Mm -hmm. and it. And it kind of changed how I thought about repentance starting then and then onto a long journey. 
with you guys of realizing the gift it is to confess and get things out and what yeah. repentance actually is. I was curious, you're in that time period when you were new in your faith trying to figure all this out, what mm-hmm. your perception was of something like repentance and confession and then how that transformed for you. It's a great question. Mine began with our Thursday nights. We would, our small group that we talk about all the time, we would meet on Thursday nights and we'd do a little Bible study, but then we would check in. And so you go around the circle, you talk about what happened in your week, what was some of the good stuff, but it also became this really sweet time to talk about the the tougher stuff mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. repent about something, about something. Yeah, bring up the unspokens. Actually put some language to the unspokens. Yeah, well, I think that's actually one of the keys. Totally. Name man. it. Get specific. Say what it is. Because yeah. vague gets us nowhere. Vague gets us nowhere. But I, my, the first thing that popped into my mind was our, our drives back to our house mm-hmm. after those Thursday nights. There were always these like epic drives where I feel like maybe for the first time we just felt free to uh, be fully known and realize that we're still fully loved, <clears throat> truly loved. Yeah. Um, and so those Thursday nights became like the highlight of the week for me. Yeah. It really became like our confession yeah, time. Truly. And that verse in James says, confess to one another so that you will be healed. Yeah. yeah. And we started to experience that. Yeah. There's, and so, I remember weeks where I kind of dreaded because I knew... I got to bring some stuff yeah. this week, but yeah. then also kind of started to change where I was like, I'm thankful that I have a place to bring mm, this 100%. to. 100%. And I yeah. actually know that driving home, I'm going to feel restored yeah. because these guys aren't going to just yeah. excuse it, but they're going to come alongside me and yeah. help me to grow and totally, fall forward. Man. It's one of those things where you get out of it what you put into it. So the degree to which you're willing to be specific mm-hmm. in your vulnerability, yeah. I think is the degree you're going to feel and experience healing and freedom on the other side. Totally. Yeah. So you're vague yeah. with your confession you're going to walk into like a a vague, kind of their kind of not version of freedom and healing mm-hmm. where you're, totally. I don't know, I didn't really get it out. But I remember those nights, Thursday nights, and it's funny <clears> because <throat> especially at first, people start vague. And then it really takes one person who yeah, yeah, is yeah. kind of more desperate that week because they've just had a week where they're like, I suck, man. Yeah. I, I feel like I suck. I feel like God's furious at me right now. Um, I feel like you guys are going to judge everything I'm about mm-hmm. to say. I feel gross, but I'm going to say all. And then one person goes, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like even the four guys who just kind of checked in, they're like, actually, can I add something? <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a footnote one, to my oh, check yeah. So I'm going to speak my unspoken, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it takes one person yeah. um, to let their guard down, and then that's kind of like the first domino. And I've noticed in that sort of setting, the first brave person yeah. You call that a leader, I guess, who even in, you're a leader in repentance and in mm-hmm. confession and being imperfect and broken in front of other people. Yeah. Um, it is a true gift to everybody else in the room because now they feel um, the permission, I yeah. guess, to, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real too. And then you walk away at the end of the night, you know, as long as you have the right group in the right context with the, a healthy leader where everything's going to be met with grace and truth, but in that order of grace and truth, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that is such a gift. Use yeah. that as much as you <laughs> totally. can. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. So then the year of repentance that I talked about in my life, you guys were <clears throat> yeah. with me the whole 2012. time. 2012. And you guys had your individual years as well of yeah, so yeah. many things that we were working through. I have, this is my uh, Psalm Let's 51 go. journal. There it is. I remember it. Word by word. Mm-hmm. My dog took Looks the Looks like the off. cover is off. <laughs> yeah. Bowser yep. loves only journals and Bibles, the most important stuff. Yes. Um, We're praying for it. But him. it was pretty cool reading through this 
thinking about, so we were in Bondi Beach. We had a little mm-hmm. two-week break in the midst of traveling for uh, doing mission work and stuff. And the difference between before this and after is pretty wild when I read the stories mm-hmm. and like um, just the, the change of perspective that happened through letting mm-hmm. all of this out mm-hmm. and seeing. And that's the cool thing about a group and David's story is you recognize like, okay, I'm going to put this out there and wonder what people will think about me. And then what you're mm-hmm. met with is, oh yeah, you're, you're not the only one. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also I have that, this right. stuff in my life, which is what we totally, yeah. you know, I have um, in here walks that we were on in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. Each of us just getting stuff out. You know, yeah. telling stories and like, I've yeah. never told somebody this before, but I told uh-huh. Doug and Ryan today, mm-hmm. you know, like it was, mm-hmm. it's surreal looking at this. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful for you guys and for this time yeah. in our lives. But, um, Dude, yeah, those, it's been those cool two weeks were so on, magical all, on all of that and every single word of that Psalm and this whole story just, you know, it's, you know, what's interesting is I feel like when, when the events happen or like that specific sin or that night or that moment that yeah. you gave into temptation, you did that. Yeah. Um, shame happens and condemnation happens and guilt yeah. happens and because of that i feel like you you lose a little piece of who you are you lose a little part of your your yeah. soul i don't really know how that works yeah. on a supernatural level but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and when you when you confess it it's almost like you get it back mm. so it's years later you finally confess it, you finally say it, and you feel like yeah. that part of your soul kind of finds its way home to you. You've been like missing a puzzle piece. Yeah, yeah, a it's a puzzle years, piece, exactly. And, it back in. and it comes back and you feel you feel it in your heart. You're like, Dude. I'm a little bit more whole. I missed that part of me. And that's why even the Bible is like, confess your sins to each other and, then you'll and, and you'll be healed. So the end game of confession, for everybody who needs some religion rehab around the word confession, yeah. uh, the end game is not confession. Right. The point of confession is not confession. Right. The point of confession is healing. Yeah. The point of healing is wholeness. Yeah. And every time, to the extent that you're willing to confess, is the extent that you will live That's healed. So good, man. Totally whole. And when you're whole and healed, you're just such a you're a better person. You're a better friend. Yeah. I remember specifically at the end of those two weeks in Bondi Beach. Mm-hmm. Remember that night where we went to what was the university you studied? Just called at? the Unibar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, UNSW. UNSW. Yeah. yeah. And we had spent like really a couple of weeks very intentionally confessing this stuff. Yeah. And what's funny is it was halfway through this year long trip. And for those first six months, there was, we were very good friends, but there was still like the, the competition mm-hmm. in us. And mm-hmm. whenever there was a chance to preach, everybody wanted to be the, the person. Yeah. Or like when it came time to pray for someone who was sick, we would all take a turn of praying. <laughs> it was a zero sum term scarcity <laughs> yeah, mindset. So like, scarcity. Yeah. Just like, we laugh about it now, but I remember being at that university after two weeks of confessing. And it was one of those moments where I feel like all three of us, it felt like a very divine mm-hmm. moment where God's like giving us this evening where we realize, oh, we can be on each other's team. Yeah. Like we can just yeah. be one team mm-hmm. and be for each other. And the three of us together can go do way more ministry than we ever could yeah. apart. And Dude, that has okay. been a, a, a foundation so for us. So two things, that's perfect. Um, getting to the end of my like whole, just getting everything out to you guys. I wrote, I let go of all of it, all the guilt, all the shame, all the pain, all the sin. That's my past. I will not be defined by it. Uh, I love this year going just me and Jesus living the life he intended from the beginning. Uh, I have Jesus, whatever comes along, I will trust him. All this has been a testimony of a broken man falling and running on a disaster course. Also, I could be broken enough to finally feel the love of Christ and learn to love him. 
So to everything before this, as the beast says in Beauty and the Beast, I release you. Mm-hmm. And from this day forth, I will cling to Jesus. Come and on. then I wrote That's awesome. soon after that, um, you had shared some stuff. I didn't put specifically what's Doug got some stuff off his chest. Mine were unspoken. Yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> after my whole study, I said, I read what I wrote in here, um, and it feels so good. I feel free. I've released all of this. I don't need to dwell on this anymore. Ryan said he thinks this is a turning point for us. It's awesome how God Mm -hmm. has unified us three in the past 48 hours. I feel like our competition and pride have been laid down, Mm -hmm. that we realize we are three different guys becoming three different men, not three different guys each becoming the same man, and our differences (sighs) are good. That's that was so on May 31st. Good, I was going to guess I was going to guess May 31st. Oh, really? Yes. That's I'm sorry okay. to give you the opportunity to oh, guess. Oh man. <laughs> but that's man. that our differences like, are good. Yeah. The reason yeah. I brought this and wanted to talk about that time in our lives is because that is the fruit yeah. of being willing yeah. to do laundry day yeah. and have people to do it with and I know that yeah. you know it's a gift to have friends and that's there's not anybody and everybody that you can share this stuff with you have to really yeah. trust and have people close sure. to you but yeah. that is the fruit of what's possible when you stop being defined by that stuff and stop living that way yeah and we've gotten to experience that Dude. in such a cool way and so that was like this sermon was a full circle in a lot of ways and there's still always going to be more mm-hmm. but it felt so cool to reflect back on that was 12 years uh, 13 12 years ago something like that yeah and jeez yeah. and a lot that's happened since so yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh man, that's man. so good. And then the question becomes like, once you find the right people, because yeah. there is real discernment, like yeah, right. you, yes. okay, confessing is good, yeah. but confessing in the wrong context is just not wise. Totally. It's just bad discernment. Well, I've, so, I've even had people that they come to be like, yeah, and I've shared this with so-and-so and it's like a single guy who's confessing and confiding in a single girl. And I'm like that, no, 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 Not, do not do that. No. If you're, we're talking about the real stuff, you need to be like a man with a man and a woman with a woman. She doesn't need to be your accountability partner. That's biggest, the terrible, the most terrible idea I've ever heard in my life. And when you say, I just feel like God's telling me to confess it to her. That's not God. That's, that's your hormones. So there's a piece of practical. Right. That's not a good way to go about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or it's self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once you find the right person mm-hmm. or people, yeah. then the question is, can you, can you sort of get the right rhythm of that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. rather than you know, your point in your message about so often we wait laundry day until you literally have nothing else to wear and yeah. the hamper's overflowing and then I have to do laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than waiting until you are sort of overflowing with so much stuff that only you know and you're isolated in it and you haven't yeah. confessed it and you've got so much shame to the point where it's like, today I'm just gonna break yeah. and so I'm gonna call Ethan and confess this. Yeah. Okay, great. But how about just like once a week you find a time right. where you guys can like check in and yeah. and and have it be more of like a baked into your routine. Well, yeah. think about like the story so of David good. and Bathsheba. Yeah. How different would that whole thing have gone if maybe he had had a rhythm, who knows, we're speculating, but if he had gone to somebody well before that and just been like, hey, I've got this pattern with women, or hey, mm-hmm. I've got some real insecurity in me from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Can I get some of this out? Can I confess yeah. some of this or get some of my pain out in front of you? Dude, or totally. after he slept with Bathsheba, just right there. Mm-hmm. If he just, this is horrible, but I gotta own this. And if he had, then Uriah would still be alive. You know, like there'd be so many things that mm-hmm. could have gone differently if it hadn't been that piling yeah. up. And that's, yeah unfortunately how a lot of us live our lives and how I had lived my life. Well, one thing that we started doing recently, the three of us on Monday mornings is just each of us get a chance to answer two questions. How 
how am I feeding the spirit and how am I feeding the flesh right. this last week? Right. So what are the habits? What have I been doing that's good for me, strengthening me mm-hmm. and me pursuing God and me seeking healness and wholeness? And then here's where I fell in temptation. Yeah. Here's where I gave into the flesh. Here's, here's this habit. Here's my update with that mm-hmm. dependency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and weekly being yeah. able to say, because it does two things. First of all, you're like, I wanna, I got my update coming up uh-huh. on Monday. Yep. Um, but then also I just, why, why let that guilt stick with you for more than, yeah, get, it, get it away immediately. Yeah, Like man. go, there, there should be, I, I think the same thing for forgiveness. Once you, it's not just about forgiving. It's like, can you forgive fast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's a turnaround time. Mm-hmm. You know, you get wronged by yeah. somebody yeah. and then it, it hurts you but then you harbor that bitterness and that resentment and you don't process the pain. And then that hurt starts to turn into your demeanor, which becomes a mood, which eventually becomes your personality. Yeah. And it actually, it's not a good personality yeah. because the turnaround time wasn't quick enough. Yeah. And so can you forgive fast? Can you confess quickly? Yeah. Because that shame and condemnation gets in your blood and you want it in your blood for the smallest amount of time possible. So totally. why not just like, okay, let me deal with this now. I'm not gonna wait. Let me the, do it this yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. No, I it's nothing nothing healthy grows in the dark. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you think about any any problem that you have with your house, uh, like a leaky pipe or mold or whatever, it's it's all happening where you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And, and so the longer you just ignore it, the yeah. worse the problem's going right. to get, right? And so one maybe super helpful way to think about confession, what we're talking about, is you're just shining a light into every part of your being and, and who you are. Yeah. Um, and truly, the faster you do that, mm. the, the better off you're gonna be. And so mm-hmm. why and the, wait, shine a light? I think the frequency creates freedom quickly. Like if you don't do that for a year, then to approach that conversation feels a lot more intimidating than if you're weekly checking in, right? And I think that's what we mm-hmm. started to find of like, every week we had our group. So it was just became more familiar and comfortable to just yeah. talk real because you uh-huh. were doing it uh-huh. often the same way like with mold in your house Dude. if you suspect it's there if you don't want to look yeah it gets scarier and scarier mm-hmm. in your mind yeah. the longer you wait to go look and see mm-hmm. but if you're just going to check every week you, you don't walk up That's there like trembling like point, oh, what am i gonna find mm-hmm. so finding that rhythm yeah. i think is really really important it's just like if you're trying to get into shape it's it's tough at first but once you start like working out yeah. consistently you learn to love it yeah totally right. it's, and yeah it's the fastest way to change it also, so like if yeah. you're if you're struggling with pornography mm-hmm. and that's like a daily thing, mm-hmm. you can go month after month after month and kind of start to go like unconscious with it, right. where it bothers you a little bit less, and you kind of you mm-hmm. kind of dissociate from yourself, and mm-hmm. you don't even really um, acknowledge the fact that like this is me and this is a problem, and I mm-hmm. can't seem to stop. But when you have to weekly, when you're weekly just honest about it with somebody, you hear yourself say it Mm -hmm. and you start to go, I'm saying this a lot. Mm -hmm. This is, I am, I am not dissociated anymore. I'm kind of coming back to my, to myself, like the prodigal son, when he comes to himself, you know, confession is a moment of coming to yourself where you realize very sober, like I'm saying this a lot. I've got, I've got an issue mm-hmm. and I re, I'm, I'm going to face it and not continue just yes. to ignore it. Yeah. And you need, so so the, good, and man. the people that you come to talking about like <clears throat> a trusted confidant with that stuff, somebody that can extend grace, can extend truth, mm-hmm. help you fall forward um, and be a reminder to you of your identity 
of the like I think that's what we've always been able yeah. to try to push each other back to yeah. where the the temptation is to put those hoodies back on. And I think a lot of us walk around our whole lives wearing a hoodie that says pain on it or past or patterns or problems or whatever it is. Like that's our identity. Yeah. Because the longer that stuff's going on, the longer it's going on, it just becomes kind of how you see yourself. Yeah. And that's why you need some other people to remind you that actually because of Jesus, yeah. this is the hoodie you're supposed to wear is the clean white yeah. one that he made possible yeah. for you. You've been robed in this righteousness. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to restore mm -hmm. you to your identity of who you are. Yeah. I'm going to truly bring you to come to yourself mm -hmm. of who you really are. And when you start to live out of that, operation then i think that's the other place of like you come back to those people frequently and often and it keeps you wearing that and right. remembering who you are and that becomes the rhythm of your life versus how most human nature is to keep just putting that old hoodie back on wow. right 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 yeah that's good so so if, this is what i'm thinking about struggling with if it's so such a beautiful word such a beautiful practice where did it go wrong for us like mm -hmm. when did when did repentance become such like a a cuss word. It's a good question. In Christianity. Do you guys have any thoughts? On the human nature side, I mean, I think our pride makes it very hard to admit guilt. Mm. And we especially live in a culture now that doesn't want to say anything's wrong. I've, you know, there's no right or wrong. Nobody's guilty of anything. But deep down, we know that we're guilty of right. things. We know that we've done things wrong and hurt people and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But our pride swells up. We don't want to admit it. So there's probably that factor to it. Mm -hmm. I think there is church baggage for a lot of people that maybe yeah. something like confession became a have to, not a need to or get mm -hmm. to, um, an obligation that was never really, maybe the heart behind it was never explained mm -hmm. of, hey, this is something that's going to allow you to live in freedom yeah. and healing versus you better own up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talked to a woman after church that was like, I haven't been to church in church in a long time. I've watched sermons here and there and stuff, but her own family because they kind of mm -hmm. found out stuff in their life was like, you're just not worthy now. Mm -hmm. And that Jeez. some people have been met with that response. So then it's like, well, I'm never gonna say any, I'm never gonna yeah. open up again yeah. about my flaws. And that's a really sadly horrible place to live that a lot of people put other people into. Yeah, yeah, which is why you have such a critical role to play when somebody is confessing to you something, mm -hmm. are you gonna meet them with grace? And down to even watch your facial expression mm -hmm. while they're mm -hmm. saying that. Yeah. Because they're watching it, I promise you. Yeah, yeah. And you want to... And if you're like, oh. Yeah, like, what? wow, you, okay. You, what? you did? Oh, you did. Here's, here's what I think. I'll speak to church baggage for a second. I read a quote recently, recently that said, for years, the church preached truth without love. Mm. So now, the world is preaching love without any truth. Yeah, yeah. So I think because... Beneath the banner of preaching truth without any love, without any grace, yeah. mm. confession became legalistic yep. and, and had a connotation of baggage with it for people because yep. of bad experiences mm. who maybe learn like, because of that experience, obviously I'm not doing that again. And they're right mm -hmm. because that confession experience was not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. so now we have a chance to redeem it. That word confession needs to be redeemed, not discarded. Right. Yeah, if that makes you cringe, it's yeah. like, oh, you don't understand the beauty of it. That's that's it, an yeah. invitation. Yeah. This is yeah. how you live full and alive. Yeah, and it's like yeah. if you think of the grace-truth pendulum with <clears throat> something like confession, some people were met on the truth side with no grace, so that's that exact feeling of like, I'm never doing yeah. this again. I think some people probably on the other side try to bring something to friends that just justify it. Like, oh, oh that's yeah. fine. You yeah, do you, man. like do whatever you Grace, want. man. And that yeah. feels like in the moment, maybe kind of like, okay, I guess I'm fine. But you walk out of that like, no, but I know that this isn't right. Like, yeah. I actually want somebody to push me with some yeah. truth. I want somebody to help me get beyond this or move past this and not justify this. 
And so probably the answer to your question is humans are pretty bad at receiving yeah. confession and helping people through it. Totally. Airing too si far yeah. on one side or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus meeting right in the middle there yeah. with grace and truth. Yeah, we need to learn, we need to learn the art of mm. being on the receiving end of confession. Yeah, totally. Playing that sort of priest role yeah. where you're representing the heart of God. Yeah. And you have to, that grace and truth yeah. balance of both of those things and in that order. Where totally. you, you, you meet them with grace. Hey, let's get mm -hmm, one yeah. thing straight. Shame and condemnation are no longer yours for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. So let's get that straight. Yeah. And then after we've done that, let me challenge you and push you. You fell, I'm gonna make sure you fell forward oh, yeah. because I want more for you. Right. Confession is, Dude, right. you're confessing because you know there's more for you yeah. and you don't wanna confess and then just go back to what it was and then have to confess again and again and keep rereading that same chapter over and over again for the rest of your life, which a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. You wanna turn the page and move on to the next one, the better one that God wow. has for you. Yeah. yeah, so okay, so if you are listening to this and you had an experience in the past where you try to confess something, try to repent from something and weren't met well. Like if, if the person met you with all truth and no grace or all grace, and no truth. And now you have some baggage mm -hmm. around that, like hear us say one, we're sorry that that was your experience. Um, two, you were running up against the imperfections of us humans. You weren't running up against the imperfections of God because mm. God is a, a perfect loving father um who loves you exactly where you're at and, and so maybe doing a little bit of work of digging back to that that memory of that moment and thinking okay how can i i need to parse this out in my mind because i confess this to an imperfect person but that doesn't mm -hmm. that's not a, a reflection of our perfect mm -hmm. god mm -hmm. um and so yeah i i that's hear that good. just for, for anyone that's, that's listening good. to that um yeah. the the beauty of god is he he approaches everything like jesus approached everything with both mm -hmm. grace and truth yeah and he yeah. did it so well um because he is the truth and he is fully grace mm -hmm. um and so yeah learning to to redeem that word repentance and confession yeah i feel like is a great pattern Cause, for cause 20, it's 24. a gift to us but we kind of always think of it as like a have to for god right like he needs us to do that and he's right. like no no no. you need you to do that <laughs> yeah you need this yeah. gift of being able to finally get this out in the open even in times i'm thinking about like where one of you has come to me when I've been on the other side of like just hearing a confession from one of you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, dude, I just gotta get this off my chest. It's been eating at me for days. And my response is like, oh, I wish you had just called me like right then. Yeah. Totally. I hate that for a couple of days you've been like, what this yeah. has been weighing you down. We could have yeah. talked to you right in that moment. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's how Jesus feels. Like it's a glimpse of his, yeah. those moments for him where he's like, bring it right to me right away. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself in time out for a month. Yeah. Come to me right now because I can restore you. I can, we can heal from this and we can move forward. There is that new page, that new chapter for you. Yeah. That's why he wants us to do it. Mm -hmm. It's because he has abundant life for us, but we don't think of that. It's mm -hmm. We think of like, okay, here comes the discipline. Yeah. Right. He's mad at you and <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. so you better just tell him so that for some, then he won't be around you for a while yeah. or whatever it is, which Dude, is And it. by the way, this goes all the way back to the beginning, right? Adam and Eve eat the fruit. And then they hear the sound of, of God walking in the coolness of the garden. This is in Genesis 3. And they what do they do? They run and they hide and they sow fig leaves yep. to, to try to cover themselves, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you get the sense that like God's like, when God says, where are you? He just wants to be with them. He wants to go for a walk in the coolness of the day. And yet they can't because sin has entered in and shame has entered in. They feel like they have to run. They feel like they have to hide. They feel like they have to cover themselves up. And so just know if you've ever struggled yeah. to repent, you are uh, in good company with yeah. every human since the first two. Totally. Since the first ones. 
Yeah, yeah, your, um, your sin doesn't keep God from you. Mm. Jesus made sure of that. Yeah. But your shame keeps you from him. Wow. Your shame keeps you running yep. and hiding. Yep. I was talking to James, the favorite pastor of all the Red Rocks Austin oh, yeah. congregants, mm. and he was... Our he favorite was saying, friend for each of us individually, I think, <laughs> too. Yeah. He, he was saying he did a study of David and Bathsheba's <clears throat> story, and it's just a mirror of Genesis 3. If you look at it, it's the same pattern, the huh. same kind of whole thing mm. of looking and wow. seeing and the temptation and all that kind of stuff. That yeah, that's true. So huh? That's kind of all of our human nature. And then it's our shame that keeps us running from yeah. God rather than running to God. Yeah, it's weird because you talked about patterns also. I feel like those patterns, we talk about, you know, bad habits, like we already used it. So I'll use it again, like pornography. Mm. So if you're trying to break free from that, mm. but let's say you watch it and the next morning, all of a sudden it's shame. I feel mm -hmm. like you're almost, you, in a weird way, you can almost be as much addicted to the shame huh. as you are to, mm -hmm. the, uh, to the habit mm -hmm. that caused mm -hmm. the shame in the first place. It's like that, that um, giving into the temptation, mm -hmm. this specific action that leads to me responding by feeling these specific emotions, yeah. mm -hmm. shame and guilt is almost all, that whole process is so ingrained in you yeah. that you're so, you're addicted to all of it. Yeah. Which for a lot of us, like that's why you have to wait three days mm. in order to confess rather than confess wow. just that night well, or yeah. the next morning. Cause you're like, well, what I, this is what I do. I spend three days mm. feeling this yeah. and it's kind of, we trick ourselves into thinking this is good for me cause I'll punish myself a little bit. And uh, so that'll make my, uh, yep. you know, They'll, they'll be nicer on me when I confess or That's God will yeah. be like, well, yeah, you already, you already kind of felt bad for three days. It's so. like when uh, a, a college football team knows that the NCAA is investigating them. And so they just sanction themselves and impose something on yeah. themselves first mm -hmm. to hope that what they get from the NCAA is yeah. not as bad. Right. Same kind of concept. It can feel mm -hmm. noble. I would also say, and I'm not throwing stones because I live this life. Shame can also become your partner in justifying just staying in the same pattern you're in. Wow. For sure. Kind of, oh, I'm already this way. It's yeah. just, I'm just, this is how I am. Yes. I'll never get free from this. I'm too yeah. much of a mess. Like I'm not worthy, whatever, but it can kind of also be a way Dude. of saying, so I'm going to keep doing this mm -hmm. and stay in this pattern. Mm -hmm. And I, I did that. I wonder sure. if deep down we fear our God given potential. We're like, we're afraid of what God will do through us mm -hmm. in, in this life. And oh, so we, yeah. we find ways to self-sabotage. Yeah. And find ways mm -hmm. to, totally. to stay stuck in shame because that's safer yeah. than, than being free from that stuff and oh, going yeah. to change the world and make heaven more crowded. Yeah. Free yeah. from, from Irwin, all the weight that weighs us down. Erwin yeah. McManus says success is weighs a lot more than failure. Mm. And that's why we self-sabotage so much. Yeah. Wow. And there's so much of us, like you're the reason you're actually not walking in the life that yeah. you, your limiting beliefs of like, well, this is lighter actually. I just have a sense this is what I'm made for, but I also have a sense it's heavier. And that's yeah. true. Like it's a blessing and it's equal parts burden. Yeah. It has to be yeah. at the same time. It's a good preview for a conversation we can have next week because I know what you're preaching about. And there's a yeah. reason why Jesus asks questions about wanting to live in freedom. Yeah. And mm. the, on the other side of this can feel scary, even though oh, it's of course what you want. Time. But and you saying that's like, really true. I've been this way for so long that I'm not, I, I can't change. Yeah. yeah. That's my message. Mm. And I'm so, I'm, I haven't been this fired up to preach this weekend's gonna in be a long time. Epic. Um, the, the, even the title of the message, You Can Change. Mm. And I want everybody to be divinely persuaded in their hearts. That thing, bring that one thing yeah. that for years, you might be like, well, I can change in some ways, but in that area, I can't. Mm. Yeah. And most people, a lot of people will, will not. Mm. Because even Christians, mm -hmm. they'll live saved 
but they won't live free mm-hmm. because deep down they don't think they can change. They're afraid to change. Yeah. Or if they're really honest at the end of the day, they actually don't want to wow. because yeah. success weighs more. Yeah. Because freedom requires more from you than mm-hmm. bondage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to just give a little practical, talking about repentance, it feels like there's a common theme. You texted us this morning that Craig Rochelle preached the same concept, essentially, mm-hmm. same story of David and Bathsheba this I past said, weekend. E, Craig Rochelle copied your uh, message. Yeah, he's always, he's he's always, always trying to get my notes. Ethan. Did you feed him my notes, Kayla? Did, you, <laughs> did Craig ask for them? Yeah, that's yeah. my confession. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. He was texting us all last week. What is Ethan preaching about? I got to know. Typical I want to do it. He's obsessed yep. with me. It's crazy. <laughs> but I, I think actually it speaks to there's a common theme of a need for the rehabbing and redemption <clears throat> of the concept of repentance Good. because the church needs that. We need to repent as the church and as individuals. Oh, yeah. There's so much of that needed and there's freedom on the other side. And so uh, practically, 2019... I preached a message, The Rhythm of Repentance, and most of the time I look back at my old notes, I'm like, we'll do that differently now, but <laughs> God used a, it. God yeah. used it. But there was a good rhythm that I would just share with anybody that's like, how do I like approach repentance that okay. I thought was helpful? Um, remember, recognize, run, rejoice, repeat. That's right. So yeah. first, remember where you came from, which mm-hmm. is Eden. Remember who you are. Remember who God is. Remember the identity, like the prodigal son, remember your home. And who your father is. Remember that. Yeah, because sin is your infection, but it's not your identity. Right. So remember that first. You have Genesis 1 theology, not Genesis 3 theology. Yep. The Bible starts in Genesis 1. So remember what God's Mm -hmm. intention is for life. And you said teshuva, Hebrew word for repentance, means to To turn home. To face Eden. Return. Yeah, return home. Face Eden. That's good. To turn. So remember where you came from. Remember who you are. Remember who God is. Recognize your sin for what it is, mm-hmm. recognize what's happened, recognize that there's probably consequences that you need to deal with, you know? And that's one of the things yeah. I said, God didn't excuse David's sin, he paid for it. Mm-hmm. But there were outcomes to it for David that he had to deal with, his family was broken, there was a lot of that stuff. Recognize the reality of the sin, mm-hmm. um, maybe there's an apology that needs to be ex- extended, maybe there's a, a habit that needs to be broken, rehab, whatever, like stuff that you need to do. So recognize the sin and run home with it. Run home like that prodigal son. Run to your father, not from him, because mm. of the sin you've just recognized. And then when you get there and you spend time with him, you rejoice. and you, Because yeah. he threw a party for his son. Right. You rejoice that Jesus' grace has set you free, that he was trampled on to wash you with his blood. Yeah. You rejoice, and then you repeat. Because repeat. you're going to fall again, you're going to screw up again, and you're going to, as a Christian, the deeper you get into faith, you're going to feel worse and worse at times because, like I said, I, I'm supposed to know better. Mm-hmm. How could this happen yeah. 10 years into my faith or whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to so do this good, over man. and over and over as a rhythm in your life, not a one-time laundry. Right. So and remember, put, recognize, run, rejoice, repeat. I'd put confession in the run category. Um, that could be helpful for somebody listening. Like, I don't even know, how do, I, how do I begin to call my friend and tell them? And you could start with, hey, I'm trying to run to God. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving my mistakes behind. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ways that I can run to God is by telling you this. That's good right now. Really? Yeah, or or find a find a friend and say, hey man, will you listen to this podcast episode? Because mm. I'm looking for a, a friend like this, yeah. and I want to know. Listen to this conversation, good. And then if this sounds like something that you could use, then let's talk. Yeah, that cool. could be that's That'd an be easy great. way to do great. it. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little scary to approach, and then it's the most freeing, yeah. amazing healing thing. In yeah. Your life. yeah, Craig's message was about um, self examination. 
and repentance coming through that and the importance of letting God examine your heart. And Did you have hoodies up to, on the stage? Or? He didn't have any hoodies. Uh, no. So next time, if he wants to share my illustration, on, that's Craig. fine with me. Yeah, I'll mail it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Craig, Craig, Craig. But Craig <laughs> said something so good. He said, you can't change what you won't confront. Yeah. And so I'll just say that as like the final word on this whole thing for everybody that has something going on. We all have dirty laundry. You can't change it if you're not willing to confront it. Good. And that's why I felt like this year in that Life Church and other churches, I feel like that's a common theme of let's start the year and just confront it. Call this what it is. Let's do laundry so that we can walk in freedom, so that we can understand who God is in our lives oh, and what dude. he wants for us. Yeah, because if you do that on a, if that starts happening on a corporate scale, yeah, that's when um, crazy moves of God start to break out. Yeah. I feel like, and I was, uh, we were, a few of us were at lunch yesterday with the staff. Kayla had some awesome questions and, I was trying to answer them as best as I could. They were such good, good questions. Questions but with Kayla. Yes. Just kind of her just, it's her shtick. <laughs> but um, the, uh, you know that song Hosanna mm-hmm. from like 15 years ago? It's so good. Oh, yeah. But there's a line, the second verse that says, I see a near revival right. stirring as we pray and seek. I feel like it's exactly that. It's near. And it has been for a long time. And it's still near yeah. because... We're, we corporately are not ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know how in Denver, you have the Rocky Mountains to the West. In, in Denver, uh, the weather always starts to like brew over the mountains. So every time a storm or something big is rolling in, it's happening over the mountains and then it rolls in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have seen a near revival brewing and getting ready. Yeah. And it's just, it's been, it's been near. And mm-hmm. God knows you're not ready for it. And it will be near until on a corporate scale, this happens. And it starts with individuals doing it. Yep. Repentance. Yep. Yeah. And that and, and repentance all throughout scripture. What what precedes revival? Repentance. repentance. Yes. And people get a different picture of the people of God when we live in repentance because mm-hmm. we're not pretending and hiding. And they're mm-hmm. looking at you like, yeah, but that you're you're full of it. Like mm-hmm. I actually know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you're pretending like you're somebody you're not. Yeah. And we're also not living just chained to these things. We're living in the freedom that people are looking for, but with right. as open books willing to say like, hey, I'm an imperfect person. Right. I've got my stuff, but I do my laundry. Right. And you should come do laundry with me because right. you're going to find the life mm-hmm. that I've found. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a good hope and prayer going into the year for the church and for each of us individually. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last thing, we started 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yes. Which is really, really cool. How are you guys? We just started, but how are you feeling? Feeling excited? I love January. I love 21 days of prayer and fasting. I, I always look at it I, as it's approaching. I get a little nervous, but once I'm in it, I always feel really good and excited. And I don't physically, I, physically I feel awful, mm-hmm. but I feel like my, my soul is alive again and my spirit is alive. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel um, more focused mm-hmm. than I have felt in a long time. Um, awesome. and, and faith, like big faith. Cool. Um, brewing in my heart. I really do. So, Love it. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants to join in that yeah. on the Red Rocks Church app, there's a great Devo, devotion. We always say Devo. We should probably explain what that means because nobody knows what Devo is. It's devotion. Day by day, study something to read and reflect on that Ryan put together. That's really, really cool. Um, so take advantage of that on the Red Rocks app. Share this podcast, like you said, with some friends. Yeah. And maybe say, hey, what would this look like in our lives if we approached confession mm-hmm. and repentance together? Mm-hmm. And uh, subscribe, share this. We still do have more room for subscribers, according to YouTube. Yeah. So that's more. good news. They gave us yeah. more for 2024. Oh, yeah, we get a new <laughs> so that's portion. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. I feel like there's somebody watching who has something where 
they've just been, it's the same old, same old for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you just truly believe it's, it's not really like this can't change and I'm stuck and you need to just do something drastic. You need to do something drastic and you have something drastic available to you. It's the whole objects at rest will stay at rest until an outside force forces them to get going. That's what fasting is. Yeah. And you have access to it. Like you just said, everything's on the website website app. Go to, yeah. yeah go to any of it do i mean even if you were just to pray drink water and not eat any food for two to three days yeah something in your life would change yeah. it would awaken something it would give you the the energy it would give you the the, the supernatural power to make a shift in your life and so yes. i feel like just to challenge somebody i'm feeling this on my heart don't say that you don't have the ability to change because you have access to everything you need, you just have to go for it. Nice. So we have it for you. So good, man. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do a half fast. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do a half fast. It's a great sub shopping. Yeah, for a half it's fast. Sure is. Uh huh. Go all in. Mm-hmm. Go big. Mm-hmm. Do a fast. Get some friends together. Yeah. Get repentance in your life, and you can change. And we're gonna hear more about that next week. So come on back to the Afterthoughts oh, Podcast. Yeah. Twenty twenty four is about to be. It's gonna be a good year. A wild year. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it.